Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Got to praise the Lord. Amen. And don't, di- don't disconnect from it just because you're in the middle of it. You could do 20 days of praise in 10 minutes. Catch up. Anybody say, catch up. Praise the Lord. Go with me over here, 1 Corinthians 10. We're going to look at this. Everybody say, stop complaining. If you complain, you're going to short circuit the praises of God. Everybody say, stop complaining. I'm going to say this for the first half hour. Stop complaining. Amen. If you're not careful, you'll complain. Amen. And you can't complain. All right? You got a no complaint. They say this is a no complaint zone. Amen. Tell, look at the person next to you and say, if you're going to complain, get out of my row. <laughs> look at the other person next to you and say, if you're going to complain, get out of my row. Don't block my blessing, amen? Don't be a blessing blocker, amen? I'm being serious, amen? Complaining, tell them I'm serious. You know, you're, you sit, you know where you sit can affect what you hear. I'm serious. It's the truth. You sit around all those people, all stuck. you ain't going to get none in that row. Look at your row. Look at your row. Make sure you want to sit there. I'm going to give you enough time to move if you got to move. Look at the other way. Look at, look at people. Say, I don't know. You're a little shady right there. I'm moving up or move back. I got some front row seats. Come on, get in there. That's where I'd be. I'd be like, hey, say something, dude. I got to hear you. Amen. Neither murmur ye also as some of them armored and were destroyed of the destroyer. Oh, my gosh. Say it's a no complaining zone. You got to be careful with complaining because complaining short circuits the blessing. It's true. And we're, I, I'm, I complain all the time, especially in traffic. Right? Come on, right? Oh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm mumbling and grumbling and rah, 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 and why is this and why is that? We got to be careful. So I want you to put a guard over the place of complaining because complaining in your life stops the praises of God coming out of your mouth. Amen. And this is what you got to understand that God doesn't like complaining. Amen. Well, I got this goofy husband, or I got this messed up marriage, or my my money's funny, or, you know, my kid, you got to stop complaining, amen? You got to put a guard over your mouth to speak the blessing of the Lord, because what we're finding out is God's not pleased with murmuring and complaining. And all murmuring is, is, you know, kind of like grumbling, you know, nothing works out good for me, you know what I mean? We all know what I'm talking about. You got to stop the complaining. You got to stop the mumbling, the grumbling, and the belly aching because it ain't really helping nothing in your life. Because neither murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed. Everybody say destroyed. Man, come on. We don't need God mad at us. Look at this. I want you to write this down. Complaining may look logical, but it may be costing you your quality of life. Now, I love you. You know this? I'm your, I love you. I really do. You think, like, Pastor, you rough on it. I'm not rough on you. I love you. Okay? Complaining is short-circuiting and blocking the blessing on your life. Now, you might say, Pastor, death in life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That means I got to watch my mouth. Because what I'm doing is I'm set in an atmosphere. Have you ever been around people that complain? Don't look at your spouse. Stop. Have you ever been around? Come on. Everybody look straight ahead. Have you ever been around people that complain? Do you like hanging out with those people? Do, they, do you feel good in their presence? Do you try to avoid them? Okay, there you go. What do you think God's doing with you? 
<laughs> Can you imagine God like looking down from heaven, like blah, 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 blah. He's like, ah, oh, forget it. I'll come back tomorrow. Come on, you know, how about you stand here, praise the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Glory, fake it till you make it. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You can't be looking at the situation to tell me why you're praising him. You tell me about who God is, amen? You got to be careful because if you keep complaining, you block the blessing. Look at this. So I'm going to give you a definition of understanding this. I, I complain. And you know what? Know why? Let me explain something to you. You want to know why some of you complain? You want to know what your complaining problem is? It's unbelief. It's a form of unbelief is what it is. You're not believing that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So write that down. Complaining is a form of unbelief. You don't want to keep it. Now, here's a good one. Complaining may look logical, but it may be costing you your quality of life. It's a form of unbelief. Is that okay? It's a problem. Look at Numbers 11.1. So don't complain. Start watching about complaining. Now, I'm gonna, what you're going to notice is a lot of people complain. You go to work, everybody's complaining. If you're not careful, that water cooler will pull you into a complaint. You know what I'm saying? Like you go there, you know, like especially you get in the restaurant business or you guys are doing life or you got, you know, finance guys, you know, oh, the numbers stink. They're pulling you in the numbers stink. They're pulling you in the grumbling, complaining. They got you mad at the boss. They got, come on, guys, come on. You know what I'm talking about. You go to school, all the kids, I hate the teacher and in college and you Cussing somebody out or something, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and everybody, the instructor, you always, you and you getting in trouble with all of them. The moms are getting in probably crazy. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I'm the pastor. Everybody loves me one day, hates me the next. They got a parade for you one day, they're ready to kill you tomorrow. Crucify you one day, put you on a platform the next. So I, I've been used to the parade, you know what I'm saying? You go to work, you schedule in stuff, the bus is coming. Praise God, the bus is coming. And they all mad because you didn't schedule this one, that one. People just want to grumble and complain. It's easier to complain. Why? Because people like to complain. A lot, because they just like to just hear themselves talk. And when people complain, and when the people complain, it what? Displeased the Lord. See why it's important not to complain? And the Lord heard it and got angry. Man, complaining makes God angry. Because really what you're saying, you ever have your kids complain? You ever, all right, watch. You ever go do something cool with your kids? You take them to Disney. And they start complaining, and it costs you three grand to go to this joint and see this mouse. You know what I'm saying? Or the movies. You ever go to movies? 150 bucks. You go to a movie, cost you $300. You go to movies with the kids, forget about it. It's 150 bucks, bro. It's like 12 bucks to get in the joint, popcorn, everything. They're eating steak or something. I don't know what they're doing, man. I was like, what, what, what happened? It's a $300 day. What do they do? They fighting. You should be praising God. I'm your dad. You fighting. <laughs> Come on, all the parents. Right? And you know, somebody's like, well, I don't remember. Remember when you used to go buy them a hamburger, wherever you come on, right? And they fighting, screaming. You could find them. Matt, I say, should you not be joyous? We're even doing this? I complaining. It's hot. It's Florida. What you think it was going to be? It's August. You're going to see this stupid mouse. It's a wide world. It's a wide world out there. I feel like choking somebody in line. I might kill somebody at this place because you jokers are dragging me back here, which I praise the Lord. I'm glad we're going. You ever go to a game? You know, you want to go see the magic or something? You go to traffic in Orlando. Ah, this place is the devil. Come on, guys. We do it. You go somewhere? You got to go somewhere? You got an event to go to, right? Hey, baby. I'm on the plane traveling. God opening great doors. I went to Europe. I got to sit on a plane for 10 hours. You know, I'm going to start complaining about that plane ride. Stinking plane's going to be late. You need to always... Let me tell you about Europeans. They ain't fast. Man, they so slow. 
waiting for a bag for an hour. I felt like hitting somebody, but I'm getting patience. Pastor Liz went off. She got in the flesh, not me. <laughs> she did. She did. She, Miss, Miss Kathy, she did. She was like, I said, my bag's here. My bag came around early. My bag was there. I said, maybe your prayer life's messed up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I was chilling. Mike, I was cool. I was tired. I was like, hey, we got nothing but time. It's going to be good. Don't worry about it. Chill. I'm like, I don't know where my bag is. I said, go ask KLM. Praise the Lord. Right? Come on, I was like, hey. He's like, maybe God's teaching you patience. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? You can be quick to complain. Why? Because it's uncomfortable to my flesh. I don't like the. Look at that, though. We all do it. I ain't telling on Pastor Liz and telling on me. Y'all do it. I know you. I've seen some of you in small group. <laughs> well, I go to Miracle Center. I don't want to wash no pots. <laughs> oh, but they actually wash pots, wash pots. I don't know. Whoever's watching pots, don't get mad. Right? It displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. Well, that's great. God hears my complaining. Who wants to repent? Want to just corporately get it over with? I repent. Sorry, Jesus. And his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Well, that's great. Now fire is going to come down from heaven and burn me up because I've been complaining. Next time somebody starts complaining in the house, go like this. I'm getting away from you. You might catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Next time, I blah, 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 blah. just get up. Whoa, why chill, bro? Show up with a fire extinguisher. What are you doing? You might go ablaze. I'll be ready. Got to be careful with complaining. We all do it. We don't stop doing it. We do it continually. Why is it so important not to complain? Because complaining is a form of unbelief, and God wants praise and not complaint. And you want to know what's crazy? You want to know why these guys were complaining? God was trying to take them to a better life. That's all it was about, taking them from a better life to a great life, and the only thing they could do was see what was not happening and go into a better life than to see what was happening go into a better life and understanding that God had a greater plan for their life than they seen for their life. But how many of you know every time God wants to take you from one place to a place to increase, it gets uncomfortable? It gets on. The greatest thing of all I seen that. Remember Elijah was at the brook and it was all cool. And he was like, hey man, it's great. And God goes, increase, increase became uncomfortable. You got to leave where you are. You got to go to where I'm telling you. It's not going to look like it's working. It's going to look like it's worse before it gets better. I'm going to take you to a widow woman. A widow woman, I thought we were going to land them flowing with milk and honey. You got to go through the process before you can get to the milk and honey. Amen. And we got to go through it. He said, what do I do? He said, find her and she'll bring you a breakthrough. It doesn't look better, but in the end, it brought total increase to his life. But here's the thing. Everybody say this and understand this. Say it out loud. Say this. Increase, increase. brings discomfort. It's always going to bring discomfort because anytime you ink, business people know this. When I start talking money, business people start hearing work. That's why lazy people never make money. Oh, that was good. <laughs> it's the truth, though. You try around businessmen and women and you talk wealth, they see work. And they have no problem embracing work because they know work means wealth. See, they got no problem. You talk 60 hours, 80 hours, they, they don't blend. They don't get nervous. They go, it means wealth. I ain't wasting time. You know what I'm saying? So don't get nervous about it. I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to tell you what I'm talking about, okay? So don't get worried about it. Guess what? When God starts talking increase, it's going to mean discomfort. It's not going to be comfortable to your flesh. Okay, ready? Here we go. Look, write this down. 
Okay, because I, I, this one, this one, God really laid on my heart, and I want you to get this. You can't. Um, I like this. Um, there's an invisible reward to praise. There's an invisible reward to praise. Does that make sense? That means while you're doing it, you might not see the effects of it, but the effects of it are happening. Amen? Everybody say the invisible reward of praise. Amen? It's going to change your life, but you got to keep what? You got to keep praising them. Might not look instant, but it's got to work, okay? This is what the Lord spoke to me. He said this. He said, my praise has to become private before it ever becomes public. You got to go get it in private. Okay? Your praise, my praise has to become private before it ever becomes public. Okay? Okay? Now, here's the big thing that I want you to be careful of, and it's very important. This is really good, though. You can praise your way into the heart of God. Amen? You can praise your way into the heart of God. Here's the problem, though. Complaining will make God angry, and it causes him to cancel favor he has lined up for you in life. So your complaining is canceling your favor because God isn't going to open the door of favor to people that are complaining. Okay, now I'm going to show you this, and I want you to get this, and I want you to see Psalm 39, I'm sorry, not Psalm, Genesis 39. I want you to see this with me, and I want to go here because I really believe, I got a lot of little nuggets, but I think this is what nugget today could change you. I want you to write some of these notes down. Remember this, okay, ready? Say this, and just we'll just absorb it and write it down. You don't have to say it, but get this, right? Remember this. The door of favor is, let's just say it like this. The door of praise is hinged on the soul of man. Okay? I'm saying it a little different than I said it this morning. The door of favor and the door of praise is hinged on the soul of man. See? That's the best way to say it. The door of favor is hinged on the soul of man. The door of grace is hinged on the soul of man. That means if you open the door up, the blessings are going to come in. But if you shut the door with your mouth, you're going to stop it. Okay? I'm going to explain it to you, okay? So everybody just say it the way I read it to you or get it right in however you hear it. The door of favor is hinged on the soul of man. The door of grace is hinged on the soul of man. Because look, you ain't praising God because of what's happening. You're praising God about what you're thinking about God. You ain't going to praise God because what life feels like. You're going to praise God based upon what your soul is accepting right now. You open and close the door of your soul to determine whether praise is coming out of your mouth. So praise is not based upon thanksgiving, praise, and gratitude and adoration is not based on anything but your soul. The circumstances are not going to tell you whether you praise God. You got to tell yourself whether you're going to praise God. Does that, like, you can't look at the problems and go, oh, I, I might praise God, I might not praise. No, you got to look at who he is and praise him anyway. Because circumstances and situations are going to change all the time. So you might look and go, well, it ain't good. Why should I praise God? You praise God because of who he is, not because of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? He's the God that can get you out. Amen. He's the God who's more than enough. Amen. You don't, my life is, people, goofy people make bad decisions and affect your life. So you got to praise God anyway. Is that Okay. So I want you to get this because this is really cool. So in, uh, I think it's Genesis 29, there it is. And, and this is where the first time you see it, right? Yada is Y-A-D-A. 
I, I did like a Hebrew lesson for myself this week. I had no idea what I was doing, but praise God, thank God for the rabbi that helped me. Um, <laughs> I really did. I wanted to know what it meant because, you know, the alphabet, uh, the, the Hebrew alphabet is made up of, of words and pictures. It's kind of like, kind of goes together. Some of you studied all this stuff. I did not. So praise God, I had to study. Uh, so what I started looking at, I want to see this. So I want you to see this. You may be wondering why, why I'm saying what I'm saying, but you're going to understand it in a minute. The word praise appears in, in the first time in the Bible in Genesis 29:35. And when Leah bore her fourth son, Jacob, she said, now I will praise the Lord. That's why she named her son Judah, because Judah means praise. Okay? So you understand? So, she, so, so Leah, right, she bore, she bore her son. Where, are, where is that? Yeah. Okay, praise. And therefore, he, he, she, she called his name Judah. See that word praise? Right there, for the first time in, in, the, in the Bible, we see the word yada. I'm going to expe- spell it so you can get it. I don't know if you really need it, but whatever. Y-A-D-A-H. You know, I told them in the morning, it was funny, right? Because it's made up of three prized components, really. Um, the, uh, my Hebrew is no good, so whatever. He, H-E-I, Dalit is D-A-L-E-T, and, and Yud, Y-U-D. Yud is where we get the original name of God. One of the things, that's where they kind of got the, you know, the Big Bang kind of blew up in that thing. Don't believe all that nonsense. But it came from the Yud because the Yud was something small that turned into something great. That's where they kind of pulled that from. But it's really, it's really symbolic to how Christ works. So we don't want to get all fancy. Bottom line, let me just tell me what Yada means. It's praise. It's the best kind of praise there can be. But it was funny. You know what David's name is? I told him in the morning service. David, you know why David was a man after God's own heart? Because David's name is Dalit Vidalit, which means grace or the graceful one, which is, means he's humble. Grace and humility go together. David was a man after God's own heart, not because he was a sinful mess with Bathsheba and all that stuff. He was a man after God's own heart because he was humble. His humility. So if you want to be a person after God's own heart, you start becoming humble. That's really why. You look at a man with flaws and failure, and you say, how could he be? Because he was humble in heart. I really believe that. I kind of always thought it was like something like that, but I didn't have the thing. But his name is Dalit. I don't know how to say it, right? Like I said, I'm screwing it up. The guy was real profound. But it was Dalit Vadalit, which basically means what? The grace or basically the humble, the humble one. Basically, you could say it. So he's very humble. And humble, we know what humble means. Just lose your opinion. Humble means lose your opinion and take God's opinion. Real easy. Stop believing what you want. To just step back and let God be. Resist yourself. You know, from having your own opinion. I don't believe. Right, be quiet. Prideful people are dangerous for their own sake. Well, I'm not going to love. Well, you have to love. I'm not loving my wife like Jesus loved the church. You don't know who I married. Too bad. Too bad. You got to love like Jesus loved the church. You're, all you're doing is kicking against, you know what? Paul was kicking against the pricks. Which means what? He was kicking against God. And God said, how's that working out for you? He said, ain't going to work out good for you, bro. You're going to destroy yourself. You want to keep going on that road? Keep going. You can stay in anger and bitterness and unforgiveness the rest of your life, and all you're destroying is yourself. It's poison to you. Everybody else's life is going on, and you're all stuck. I get it. I understand. Not everybody's got a great life. But guess what? You got to make the best life out of the life you got. And you know how you do that? You honor God with everything. You honor God with everything. I'm all, well, you know, I married a dud. Well, guess what? Love the dud. I'm being, I'm being serious. Well, I don't want to communicate how I really feel. You have to. 
I'm being, I'm helping you. Oh, I ain't uh, this woman. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 guys. You gotta, it's give and take. You understand? I don't know why I'm on this, but somebody needs to hear this. You know what I'm saying? They go, well, you know, uh, and you know, a lot of times you women, you, let me explain something to you, okay? Listen to me. Listen to me, and I ain't being mean. You act like men, okay? Stop. But you've been forced to act like men. It's not by choice. Because the guys don't take the right spot. It's not your fault. You just got to figure out your place. And I mean that sovereignistically. A woman that has to survive on her own and raise kids, she's got to be the man, the woman, she's got to be everything. That's impossible. It's not by design. And then you get her, she's a little rough, and then you understand why you like that. She's like that because she had to survive. You love her right, she'll become everything she needs to be, but she's got to put up her guard everywhere. She's fighting and trying to be, she can't be, fem, fi, fi, she can't keep her femininity and her masculinity at the same time. That's why you get in arguments. But it's not, it's your fault because you had a place. Take your place. She'll slip into gear and she'll understand what's going on. But you can't blame a woman that's been on her own trying to survive, and now you show up like you're supposed to be it, and you're in and out. Because you, you, let me tell you something about men. You guys vacillate too much because you're blaming her for everything. It happened in the garden, man. I'm smart when it comes to this. He got mad. You're going to have to overcome resentment towards your wife. All right, I'm on it. Every man in this room is going to have to have a day when he overcomes the resentment that he has towards his wife. It's going to be there forever till you deal with it. Well, why are you mad at her? Because she screwed up in the garden with you. You're both screwed up. And as soon as Adam recognized it, what did he say? It's the woman you gave me. She's the one that separated me from you. And in the heart of man, you're going to have to overcome the what? The area of life of resentment towards a woman. Everybody does. So all you got to do is what? Just learn not to be resentful. It's not her actions that makes you resentful. It's the dirt you started in the DNA when you started this whole process. Happened in the garden. It's in the heart of man. See it? Just overcome it. You resent her. You're gonna. Every man in this room's resented a woman. The good ones had to understand I gotta overcome it. Because it doesn't make a difference how she hears her. How, wake up, silly. It's not based upon how she's acting. It's in your heart. It's not in her. It's not her byproduct of life. It's in your dirt of your DNA. And until you overcome it, you'll never become the man you're supposed to be. Why ain't this a funny game? Yeah, because God messed everybody up. Because Adam had God and said, God, you're not enough. That was the beginning of the problem. But we want, of course, to be the in the harmony of life. So he says, well, I'll make you a woman. Good for you to have her. She's the greatest creation I've got. How, how, how do you mean? He made everything. And life wasn't good enough until he made her. You don't clap too soon. <laughs> because the process doesn't work right until it's in order. What do you mean? Well, you're not safe by yourself. Because you're dangerous alone. Because your creativity is destructive if it's not capacity underneath the covering. Now we got a real problem. I mean, we got a real problem. Now we got a real problem. You got, you, got, you got this dysfunction going on and you don't know how to fix it. So what do you do? You got to work the process out. Okay, so go like this. So now, so now, I don't know how we got here, but we're here. So I mean, 
So the thing is what? So now you got to overcome this thing as a guy, and you think, well, it's based on her performance of, her, her, of how she acts. No, it's in, your, it's in your dirt of who you are. Because you're as insecure as the day is long, all you guys. You're not that tough. But the thing is, it's okay, because you're just looking to be loved too, but you'll never admit it. Because if you, you, it, you think admitting you needed to be loved, and a lot of you need to be loved by a man, which is not weird. The earth made it weird because it's out of whack. It's ungodly in that perspective. But in the right perspective, it's the harmony of the, of the gospel. That's what it comes down to. Because you're not validated until somebody loves you. So anyway, I don't know why we're here, but whatever. So let's just finish it. So here's the deal, right? So you're sitting there trying to figure out, how do I get, how do I get her? Because here's the thing. See, when God said to her, you got to pull it all together, and it makes a lot of sense, and I'll show you how it works. When God said to her, this is why I put you in the capacity I put you in, God's not stupid. When he made her, he knew this. I'm giving him up because his attention will never be on me. It's going to be on her. Did you get that? So now he knows the problem is I've got, I've got this man that I made, but now he and me in harmony together wasn't enough, so I make her, and now the problem is he'll idolize her and he'll forget about me, so now i got to build a process where everybody revolves around me, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take something out of him and put it in her. And the only way you can get out of her what you need that I took out of you to put in her is you got to love it out of her, and she's going to crush you because she's the dangerous most dangerous thing walking the face of the earth, man. Oh, she's dangerous. Why? Because she could, she could manipulate the earth. She could manipulate everything. So anyway, long story short, so now God goes, look at this. This is going to be great. And you ladies are going to be messed up until you get the order right because you can't get what you want because all you want is to be loved properly. But you can't get proper love until God's the head of it. Now we got everybody screwed up, and God sits there and goes, y'all got to come home sooner or later. When you coming home? And they just stay out there neandering through life and never really find it, and you're vacant and void until you get the process right. And then here's what happens. You go, I had enough. And God goes, okay, now love her like I told you. I can't do it. Yeah, I know, you need me, because you can't do it without me. And you, she sits there and goes, I want him to love me right. He goes, you can't do it without me. And everybody goes back to square one, needing God to be first and foremost. Because nobody solves your problems or your needs but God. So he gave everybody freedom to do what they want to do. He gave everybody freedom to live how they want to live. He gave everybody freedom to do whatever you feel like thinking and doing. But guess what? The only way it's going to work right is when he comes back to being number one. So you could stay in this thing for decades and be miserable. Or you could listen to me and pick up the process early and say, you know what? I've had enough. I'm ready to come home. And then I'll show you what he said. He said, good, now here's what you do. You love her like I loved you. You say, God, this is going to be a project. He said, I know, that's why I gave you grace. And he said, lady, you got to submit unto him. And you're looking at him going, he ain't that smart, but it's okay. He'll get smarter the longer he hangs around, the things of God. And the process starts rolling where change happens. And goes like, but you can't get mad at a woman. Here's the thing, guys. You can't get mad at a woman. I don't know why in the world I'm on this. You can't get mad at a woman that has to act like a man because you didn't take your place. That'll set America free. If America, they should put me on CNN for 15 minutes. I'll tell you, I can help them. I'm not saying that out of arrogance. Please hear what I just said. You got a bunch of women trying to be a man and a woman because a man won't take his spot. And then you wonder why you got to fight in the house and have a contest of 
struggle with a woman who's out of place because you didn't take your place. That's why Eve's a mess in the garden. She's brilliant, and he didn't take his right place because that joker wasn't listening to God from the beginning, and she knew it. You don't think, look, guys, you think it's one scripture? Can you get me? Can you hear me for a minute? You think Eve was hanging on one scripture? She lived with the dude. She was around him. She knew he wasn't going to listen to God. That's why she took the fast track. She wasn't trusting his skill capability of making decisions. Did you get that? That's why all you women are freaking out when he starts getting these bright ideas. Because you know most of them ain't going nowhere. But in the junker. And then here's the best part. His bright idea is going to become your work and problems and projects. Because he's going to get bored of it anyway. Well, praise be to God. Welcome to the relevant church. If you're a first-time visitor, this is usually what happens. All right, so, so did you get it? And are you pulling it? So don't get mad. So next time he's just giving you guff, ladies, go, take your place, bro. Take your place. I'm willing and able and ready because that's where you want to be anyway. A woman, let me tell you, number, number one, the number one desire of a woman, be, I'm telling you, you think, oh, it's love. Before, she wants to be secure. And when she's secure, she's the most loved she's ever been. It's on. You want to know why? Everybody in the garden was looking for wisdom anyway. Yes. See what I'm saying? So once she's secure, then she feels love, man. She's a flower, man, ready to bloom, boom. And you over there running around like a dipstick. What I do? Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you. Okay, I got to love her like Jesus loved the church. Yes, you do. Well, how do you love it? You got to give up your life. got to give up my life. You got to give up your, let me, can I, can I just tell you, as bad as that sounds, look at me. You got to give up your life anyway, man. You might as well get the benefits. You didn't get that. That went over your head. <clears throat> let me come over here to smart section. All right. You're going to give up your life anyway. You might as well get the benefit. Oh, yeah, praise the Lord, honey. You got to give it up anyway. You think you're going to live, you think God is going to really let you keep your life and live with him? Nah, man. You're going to die sooner or later. Might as well die quick. Let, use her as a tool to help you basically kill yourself faster. That was truly the design. Marriage never came in until the fall of man occurred. <laughs> I'll go home now. What do you mean? It didn't occur until after the fall of man. It's always going to be a struggle. But guess what? If you work the principles, it'll be success on earth. Nobody wants to tell you this stuff. Nobody talks like this. Well, I think I'm messed up. No, the resentment you got in your heart's normal, guy. Wake up. It happened in Genesis. Hey, Adam, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, it's, it's her fault. Why are you naked? It's her fault. She did it. It was her fault. She's the thing that messed me up. No, Adam, take responsibility. It was your lack of staying in position why we got the problems we got. It wasn't her fault. It's your fault. Should we go back to the other sermon or I just quit? 
So go back to the other sermon. Are you getting it? Oh, okay, so I'm, I'm mad at her. Why are you mad at her? You're mad at her because of your inabilities. You're not mad at her because of what she does. You're mad at her because you're looking at the mirror of you. And God, girls, let me help you tell you. Can I help you? Every guy that said something ugly to you was just a reflection of who he really is. He didn't see it in you. It was his own self-image of who he thinks he is. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with you. He's screwed up. He's insecure, but he's, he's tough. He's an insecure mess. Ty, tell you this, you that. Now he's looking in the mirror of his own soul, and now he's yelling at you about his inabilities and insecurities. Because you're just a, see, because what a woman does is this. She picture images his internal process, and when he looks at it, he gets angry at himself. And instead of taking his own responsibility and changing himself, he yells at you for what he says you're not, even though it's really who he is not. Ain't that something? How that joker doing that? Because the process is wrong. But if you stay before the master, God, let me tell you right here now. Once he made her, he knew he had trouble on his hands. That is not mean. You think this joker is going to pay attention to God? You could forget it. Once she came walking by, whoo, he was done. That dude was like, prayer, forget about prayer. <laughs> you don't want to hear me. <laughs> You're trying to keep it G-rated. I'm trying to go PG-13. Come on. He made her. He made her. He used to be like, pray the Lord, glory to God. What's that? That ain't a deer. <laughs> he said, yeah, God, I'm, I'll be back. Wait a minute. That ain't no deer. What's that thing? Holy smoke. What was that, God? Now he got attention all screwed up. Stay in my presence and worship, 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 worship you. Yeah, worship you, Jesus. What's that? <laughs> What that over there? That guy ain't stupid. He knew. He said, that joker ain't never coming to prayer. <laughs> no. But I'll get him there. I'll get him to prayer. And it ain't, listen to me. And I'm going to use the thing that will take his attention away and make it be the reason why he's going to come. God's going to break you. She's the tool he's going to use. <laughs> I feel like shouting. <laughs> Look, you've been in prayer. The two Greatest blessings in your life have kept you in prayer more than anything in your life. That dude sitting next to you or that girl sitting next to you and them offsprings you made together. They will keep you on your knees and in his presence more than anything. And what you're going to learn is this. I'm in control of nothing. It ain't going nowhere. But he's going to use it as a tool to teach you principles. I cast my care upon the Lord because he ain't getting no better and they ain't doing that. You seeing it? He's going to make sure the tools of the blessing are going to lead you to the place of finding his presence. And then sooner or later, you know you're going to find out? Cast my care on the Lord. Jesus, I'm just going to come into your presence because the earth is wearing me out. I was going to come into your presence and say, hallelujah, I praise you, Jesus. I magnify your holy name. And the thing that he gave you to bless you broke you and brought you back to the blesser. And now it's a harmony place for most of you. Or you'll create a harmony place. And now you're so good at it, you don't ah, God bless them. Bless the kids. I just come here to worship you because I'm going to fill up with God and go live in the earth. But in the beginning, boy, that was your, you were fasting, praying, 
supplicating. You went in there with sackcloth and ashes. You know, the other day I went in the garage and there was a bottle. I'm telling you, I'm serious. I went in my garage and there was a bottle of olive oil. I said, somebody might be anointing themselves from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Maybe they're having a prayer service in my garage. It was, it was the kids playing with stuff. But they, I, I, thought we were, they, I thought we were having an anointing service. You know what I mean? Somebody, some of you are pouring olive oil on your head. Just try to get the presence of God on you. Jesus, I need help. Listen, it, it's going to get, everybody say this, it's going to get better. But you got to stay in the process. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what this says. Okay, real quick, we gotta go. I don't know. I was a pocket of grace. That's your fault. So I, blame yourself. First service was cool. I don't know what happened. Second service got all whacked out. Somebody needs to hear that. I don't know. I don't know. It was your thing. Somebody pull. I should stay on the platform. Still ain't gonna work. But anyway, hey, listen. So I was. Just, so what do we see in Genesis chapter 23? Was it 29? I don't know where we were. 29. But we say it's a door. It's a door. It's a door of grace. Did you get it? It's a door of grace. Okay, you with me? And I will what? I will conceive. And she, excuse me. And she said, I'll praise the Lord, therefore she called his name Judah, praise. Now that word yada is praise. Yada. Okay, break it down in Hebrew real quick and we're going to go. Break it down in Hebrew real quick. It means this. Basically, it means, all these words mean something, and I don't want to get into all that because bottom line doesn't make a difference. What is he trying to tell you? Yada or praise? My friend, this is the deal. You ready? Praise opens the door to the grace of God in our life. Praise opens the door to the grace of God. So now your soul is the hinge where the grace is open or closed. What I tell you, when you, when you grumble and complain, what happens? You shut into favor. December, we're going to do a series on favor. Want to know what favor is? Favor is grace and grace is favor. Same word. So what you're doing is what my soul, I'm complaining, stinking this, no money, jerky this, whoop, complaining, shuts the door on the favor. So praise hinges on the soul of man and grace is hinged on the soul of man. Means this, if you open up the floodgate of praise, guess what you're doing? Stuff is coming your way. Now, look, right, I told him in the morning, remember I said, remember we sang that song, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's kind of good. It's like, I, I said, there's a miracle in this house, right? There's a miracle. It's got my name on it. I'm going to put a praise on it. Now, go saw. I know we sound that. That sounds cute, right? You can play, right? There's a miracle, right? It's got my name on it. Oral Roberts sat there, right, and said these words. Oral Roberts was sitting there, and one of these preachers said, what would you tell somebody? Oral Roberts got a great ministry, right? Oral Roberts said this. He said, if you were sitting in front of me and I was laying on my deathbed, you and my son, I'd tell you this. He didn't tell me this. He told a preacher. He said this. He said, I would tell you there's a miracle coming your way and going your way every minute of your life. Every minute, miracles are coming and going, coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. He said this. What you got to do? You got to recognize it. Wait a minute now. What's my life going to look like when I'm grumbling and complaining when those miracles are coming? They're going to go right by me. What's going to happen when I start putting praise on some stuff? You're going to come and hit me square right where I need to see him. There's a miracle. I'm going to put a praise on it. You got to put praise on your problems. You got to put praise. You don't praise God for the problem. You got to put praise on the problem. Did you get what I said? You said my money's funny. Praise the Lord. Not because I got funny money, but I got the God who meets all my needs. Hallelujah. Right? Now, I want to show it to you, right? Now, watch this. I know some of you, some of you ain't going to do this. You're going to sit there and go, ah, Pastor, I ain't going to do it. All right, whatever. I don't care. Go to, go to Zechariah. Now, watch this. Now, some of you, I told you this, right? Zechariah chapter 4, right? Go there. You got to see this, right? Now, give me three I'm going to give you two minutes of your attention. I'm going to go home. Ready? You got to get this. 
Then answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord in Azurable, not by might. Everybody say, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now look at me. That means your flesh ain't going to fix it. Have you had enough of trying to fix it? You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing about it. You tried, manipulate, scream at it, walk at it, talk at it, walk away from it, abandon it. It ain't fixing jack. Not by might, nor by power. That means your flesh can't fix nothing. But this is what I want you to do. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know what that means? God's saying this is how you get it done. You get it done in the spirit. Everybody say, look at your neighbor say, get it done in the spirit. Look at your other neighbor say, get it done in the spirit. Look right here. Look at verse 7. Look at this. Keep going. Then he answered, spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord. And Israel was saying, not by my nor by power, by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, a great mountain? He said, hey, problem. Hey, problems in life. You're going to be like a flatland when I'm done with you. Become like a plain. He shall bring forth the headstone, shouting what? Crying, grace. Grace. He said, look at them problems go, grace, grace. I was telling him in the morning service, I was kidding with him. I said, when all those goofy relatives come around, you know, next week, and they come and the real shot out ones show up, just go, grace, grace, and go, hey, grace, grace. Some of you are going to need this at the dinner table. When they say, say, grace, go, grace, grace. And then look at them, hey, grace, grace. Give them a little stare down. Grace, 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 grace. Come on, why? Because he said, mountains are going to be like planes. He said, and he shall bring forth the of crying, grace, grace. Now, wait a minute. Keep going. Go over. And moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying this. What did it say? The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands shall finish it. Now shall know the Lord of hosts sent me unto you. Look at this. Keep going. Watch this. We say God is going to tell you he sent me. Watch this part. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall what? Set the point. And that was like the plumb line. In the hand is Rubel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro throughout the earth. What did he say? He said, yell grace, grace at it. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go slow. Grace, grace is the hinge that praise is on. I got a question for you. Wait a minute. Is it more than just yelling grace, grace? Yeah, it is. You could say grace, grace. But it's what? Go down to that mountain and shout the praises of God at it. Jeremiah 50, 14 says this. He says, shoot arrows. Those arrows were praise. Come on. Take your praise. And what did he say to Joshua? That don't make no sense. Walk around a mountain and yell. That's stupid. Not by might. Nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Come on. Did you get that? Not by might. That's goofy. Yeah, well, I'll look goofy and get results. Hey, put some praise on it. Hey, you got to write this down. I have to put praise on my problems. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Chris Sarno. If you would like to learn more about Chris Sarno Ministries, we invite you to join us today at chrissarno.tv.